Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the recommendations for the Recently Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Carson Hall, the college and career pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church. I'm so thankful you tuned in today for our recommendations to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, and I pray they benefit you greatly. Welcome to this week's episode of the Recommendations for the Recently Redeemed podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carson Hall, and today I am joined by a very dear friend of mine, uh, Pastor Mark Edwards. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Pastor Mark. Thank you for having us, Carson. Well, Pastor Mark, you are the executive pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church. Do you want to take a few just minutes and kind of give the people a little glimpse of what that looks like? Sure, absolutely. Um, The executive pastor is one of the pastors that has the opportunity to be sort of behind the scenes of what goes on and be very much involved in holding up the pastor's arms behind him. Yeah. Uh, We do, we take from everything from, uh, making sure the bills are paid, the employees are happy, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, that the grounds are in, in order. And we have a great staff mm. here at, at Maysville Baptist. There's no doubt about it. Uh, God has blessed and has a great team that works together. It even makes my job even that much easier. Uh, but anyway, we yes, want sir. to uh, do everything we can to honor the Lord, mm. uh, even being good stewards of what the Lord's give us. And all of that sort of sometimes falls under my my repertoire, I yeah, guess, yeah. so to speak. But uh, but anyway, it's a blessing to be here at Maysville and uh, just see what the Lord's doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thank you again for coming on the podcast today. So for any new listeners tuning in, how this podcast works, and really the purpose of this podcast is to provide new believers and seasoned believers with some recommendations for books of the Bibles to study and as well as some spiritual books to check out if those interest you as well. So how the podcast will work is, Pastor Mark, we are going to break it down and we're going to talk about two books of the Bible you would recommend and one spiritual book. So would you want to jump in and start off with what's the first book of the Bible you would recommend? Sure, I, and I have had the opportunity to listen to some of the previous podcasts, so I, I think the book of John, the Gospel yeah. of John, is one of the ones that's already been mentioned, but I I, I still feel that that is very, an Im, very important book. Uh, yes. To uh, to be to read and to learn and understand um, uh, as a new Christian, you know, I, I guess I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't author this, but it's a great it's a great explanation of the book of the book of John. Mm. Uh, the Gospel of John provides the incarnation of the eternal Word, which is a theological term for the coming of God's Son into the world as a human. But it was based on a clear, uh, based on clear references in the New Testament to Jesus as a person, uh, specifically John chapter one verse fourteen, where he's said in the flesh. Mm. And saying that, let me just let me just let me just read a portion of yeah. <laughs> of chapter one, if that'd be okay. That'd be perfect. Uh, this uh, uh, this particular scripture uh, binds in my heart quite often. Uh, I. I even remember a, a, a pastor preaching uh, on this this particular passage some years ago, but 
Let me just, again, let me just read the a portion of, the, of chapter 1 of the book of John. Mm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And you skip down to, to verse number 6. and said, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Mm. What I like for your listeners, especially those recently redeemed, yes, is to go back to verse number six. Read verse number six. Said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. But insert your name mm. there. It was a man sent from God whose name was Mark or Carson. Whoever that new believer is, understand that we are to, as the scripture says, we are to bear witness Mm. of that light. And again, we know that we are not the true light, but we are to bear witness Mm. of that light. So I guess it's sort of a twofold situation. By putting your name there, it's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's also a challenge to this new believer mm. that they're sharing their faith. Yes. Now, I know being a new believer is probably very difficult or mm-hmm. could be, especially if you're uh, around some of your old friends. Yes. And they stay, they could very easily still be lost. Mm. A lot of influence there. So be careful, new Christian, in your, your walk and where you go following coming to know the Lord. But be the light, yes, and represent the true light, yes. So, again, that was that would be that would be a my take or a portion of, of John uh, is 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 a great way to to look at it from a mm. a new Christian standpoint. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I think that phrase you used, the challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing. Growing up and playing sports and you know, the biggest thing was, hey, let's, the goal was to win every game, obviously, (laughs) or when you were in the weight room, okay, we're going to see if we can add 20 pounds to this by the end of the year Mm -hmm. or whatever. Having that goal, having that challenge statement of this is what we should be doing as Christians. It's not just a I accepted the Lord, and I'm going to just sit here and wait until something happens. (laughs) You know, I'm going to, as a Christian, follow. We talked about this the other night with the college and career with the Great Commission. Mm. Our mission as Christians is to go out and share the gospel and be the best representatives of God and his love to everyone we come in contact with. Absolutely. And I think that's a great place to start and kind of use that as the launching pad Mm -hmm. as you will as you continue to grow in your christian life absolutely and so and saying that carson let me just quickly add that if if i'm going to challenge a new believer to share their faith then flip over to john chapter 3 verse 16 Mm. and share that and share that verse uh, let me let me just read it. I yeah. don't, I, you know, I, yeah. Do we remember? Do we know it? Do we? Yeah. But I want to read it from yes. God's word. 
John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's a lot contained in, those, in that verse. Mm. God's love is expressed. God's grace is expressed. Yes. And God's mercy is expressed. So for a new believer, take the take a person to the take a person to John three sixteen. Yeah. And explain to them God's love and grace and mercy mm. is right there in that one verse. Yeah. And how he can and how he can change their life. Yeah. But anyway, we can we we could talk about that a long time. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 no telling how many people that one verse has meant so much to nope. and has how many lives that one no verse no has doubt. impacted. Absolutely. So start with the book of John. So, Mark, what would be the second book you would recommend for a new believer? Well, I would recommend the book of Ephesians. Okay. And um, I, I don't know if that's... Uh, been you know the others of the of the repertoire that's been offered but the book of Ephesians of course was written by the apostle Paul mm. and there are there are several areas that in, in Ephesians that that Paul covers and helps us with but there are four specific ones that I would like just to mention but then I'd like to expound a few minutes on one of yeah. them number 1 in ver- in chapter 1 verses 3 for 3 through 14 uh, Paul talks about the believer's position in grace. Mm. A second area uh, would be in chapter 4. It says the walk and the service of the believer as in Christ. Chapter 4 talks about the walk of the to be worthy, the ministry gifts of Christ uh, to his body, and the purpose of the ministry gifts. So chapter 4 has a lot of nuggets in it. Yeah. But anyway. Number three would be the walk of the believer as God's dear children, chapter 5, verses 1 through 17. Mm. And then number four, or a fourth one, there are more than, more than four, the warfare of spirit-filled believers and the warrior's armor, chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. Again, great nuggets of information, yeah. great uh, scripture to lean on and, mm. and to, glean, to glean on as well. But I want to just go back to chapter chapter number one and read verses four through seven if if you if we have the time to yes, do that you this go morning. Right ahead, brother. So chapter one, verses four through seven. It says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. Mm. And without blame before him in love, mm. having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved in whom we have redemption <laughs> through his blood, the forgiveness of sins mm. according to the riches of his grace. Mm. As, as I've heard the expression expressed before, even our own pastor said it. Now that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let me just, let me just, just 
touch on a couple of things. Mm. Verse 5 says, predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Catch this. Predestination is the is that if effective exercise of the will of God by which things before determined by him are brought to pass. Mm. He planned it. Yeah. He, he he orchestrated it. Yeah. Long before we came along, he already he already knew that Carson and Mark would be sitting here today discussing his word. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you understand what I'm saying. I'm about to get excited here. Come on, let's talk about the the word adoption right here in that in this scripture it says predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Adoption is not just a word of relationship as a as a position. A believer's relation to God as a child results from the new birth, salvation, indwelling of the Holy Spirit bring each of us to a realization that we are all the children of the Lord. Mm. He is our heavenly Father, and we are His children. Mm. New believer, recently redeemed, understand He is your heavenly Father, Mm. and you are His child. Mm. And there's some days, new believer, you're going to just need to get crawl up in the lap of the Father mm-hmm. and let him hold on to you. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So anyway, let me jump down to verse 7. Number, verse 7 says, His blood, <laughs> through his blood, his sacrifice mm. provides our redemption for the forgiveness of sin. Grace is extended to all humanity. Mm. And and new believer, understand, you're going to be hit with some things through your Christian walk that there's people that are maybe come against that, that all will not be saved. All will have not, there will be chosen ones. Mm. That is not the case. God's Blood sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, extended a grace to all of us that extends to all humanity. Mm. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Yes. The blood of Christ, (laughs) the blood of Christ extends to all of us. Mm. And we just need to accept it. Yeah. The gift is there. So Mm. anyway. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go to preaching anyway. <laughs> so. No, I think that's, you know, we've been going through uh, the knowledge of the holy by A.W. Tozer with the pastors here at Maysville Baptist. And in our first week studying, Pastor Shane, our head senior pastor here at Maysville Baptist, asked all the pastors as we were went around the room, What's an attribute of God that sticks out to you? And for me, it's just his grace. Mm. Because it's so evident, the just grace of God in Ephesians especially. It's just something that you cannot help but look and see. The grace of God to send his son for us, not because we're worth it at all, but just simply because he loved us enough to send his son for us. 
us. Yes. And it's by that grace and that grace alone that we are saved. Mm. And I just, I love Ephesians for that. <laughs> and it, it's, it's one of my favorites. So start off with John. Yep. Work to Ephesians. Right. What is that spiritual book that you would recommend for a new believer? Well, I give, I thought about this quite a bit, uh, Carson, and I, I'm, thought I would go a little bit of a different angle instead okay. of just specifically one book. Uh, you know, uh, God has is, is, is truly blessed me in, in many ways. Mm. and uh, But just to be honest, you know, preaching is not one of those areas. <laughs> uh, now, I get to do devotions yeah. and, and those sort of things, and but but I understand my calling is not to not to preach the Word. Now, do I share the Word? Do I want to be a part of teaching? Absolutely. Yes. So saying all that, I just thought of instead of one book, I wanted to give maybe some references mm-hmm. or some direction into help that would help a young Christian grow in their faith. Yes. Uh, so other than a good reference study Bible, mm-hmm. and there are several out there yes. that you could that you could select and use. Um, personally, I, I have a, a, a Vines Expository, mm-hmm. and then I have this this Bible that's in front of me this morning that I've had for probably close to probably close to forty years, yeah. and it's and it's an old Schofield. King James Version Bible. Yep. But anyway, so be sure to get you a good reference mm-hmm. Bible. And again, there are several out there. But there are books. There's a book entitled out there that's kind of, the name of Bible Doctrines. It's okay. put out by the uh, the Becca book. I believe it's Becca book is the author. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has it is gr- it is a great resource on learning about the doctrine. Mm. Where it where it originated from, how it's how it's it, it just gives a great word of, of explaining the doctrines. Yeah. Just a simple paper paperback book. Matter of fact, Pastor Shane gave me that book. Yeah. I'll just tell you, uh, but it's a great book. Number two is uh, Pastor, a former pastor of mine from Mount Pleasant, made this recommendation years ago. But get a Unger's Bible Dictionary. Okay, it, and it is it's a great source. Uh, to have for studying and learning, and mm-hmm. sometimes you may read a word and you think, "Whoa, well, the, <laughs> the Unger's Bible Dictionary yeah. is very, very helpful." Mm-hmm. Now, the third one on the list, and you're going to think, "Well, Brother Mark's lost his mind." Well, he didn't have much to lose, but anyway, a Webster's Dictionary. Mm. And I say this, and I want, and I want to be, I want to be very, uh, I want to be very gentle how I, I present this. Yeah, there are some dictionaries out there today that are strictly secular. Mm, mm-hmm. The definition is of words are, that's what they are. They come from a secular worldview. Mm. And those words have, have over time, have even twisted and changed the definition yeah. of what that word means. And even you can take words out of the Scripture, but if you look that word up in a, a modern-day dictionary, man, you— you could mess up your whole thought process. Yeah. I mean, it, so if you want to have just a what I consider a good regular dictionary, mm-hmm. I would find Webster's Dictionary. Now, I'm no theologian on Webster, but as my understanding, he was a Christian man, mm. and he initially authored the, the first Webster's Dictionary right? and from a Christian view. And so I would be careful buying some of the, again, some of the other 
more, quote, modern dictionaries, mm-hmm. I would try to find me a Webster's Dictionary. Yeah. Other Another source is, and I've not used this very much, but it is a great resource, is the Blue Letter Bible. Mm-hmm. You can find it online. I think you can even get an app. Mm-hmm. It is a great, great resource yeah. at your fingertips. Yeah. You can look it up on your phone or right on your laptop or whatever the case may be. And then finally, Carson is... And you are presently taking in part of this is there is the Faith Bible Institute. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, this is an opportunity for people to have an opportunity to go through the Bible chronologically, mm-hmm. and they're able to uh, understand the Scripture in a more, uh, more uh, I shouldn't say pattern, but uh, in order. Yeah. And and uh, John Yates does a magnificent job. Yes, I, he I've does. Had, a fantastic. He, he does. Job. You know, I'm not. I'm, and again, I'm not receiving any royalties for from Faith Bible Institute <laughs> yeah. today. But but it is a great great program. It's a great institute. You can receive a, the, an associate's degree, a biblical study associate's degree after you complete the course. It takes three years mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, and there is a book that they give you. Uh, when you start that class, it's called the Wilmington's Guide to the Bible. Mm. Now, my my copy is probably close to 10 or 12 years old, and I'm yeah. sure there's been some revisions in it. But I'm telling you, that is a that book in itself, is it's worth the cost of the tuition to have that mm. book. Mm-hmm. It is a great guide to the Bible. Yes. And uh, so I challenge our new believers, you know, maybe— Somewhere down the road, you want to pray about and being a part of the Faith Bible Institute. It's um, again, it's you take two semesters a year. The semesters are usually, I think, maybe fourteen to sixteen weeks, something of somewhere that, somewhere in that, in that range. Yes. Three three hours a, a day or night. Classes mm-hmm. can be offered during the day and in the evenings, and it's just a great it's just a great resource yeah. to have. Uh, and to be a part of the faith Bible. So anyway, so I've taken way more time on that than, <laughs> no, than, uh, than right, I intended, that I certainly intended to. But anyway, that yeah. would be my recommendations. Yeah, I can I can definitely recommend Faith Bible Institute as well as I use Blue Letter Bible all the time, and it is something that in my studies for whether I'm going to teach the college or in the opportunities I get to teach other age groups here at Maysville and other places uh, it is a invaluable resource that just being able to pull up the scriptures and you have everything at your fingertips you have commentaries you have sermons you can listen to on the text so I can really put my stamp of approval on everything you have recommended today so in closing brother Mark what is one piece of advice that you would give to a new Christian that you wish somebody would have told you when you got saved? Well, I had to, I had to be honest with you. I had to think about this one a little bit. And, um, you know, I was, I was saved at the age of 12. Uh, I was at, of all places, I was at Boy Scout camp, uh, not far from here in Covington at Bird Adams Scout Reservation. Mm. And my senior patrol leader led me to the Lord uh, under a, a dining fly and in a picnic table yeah. one one Wednesday night during <laughs> summer camp. But I never had really had the understanding that once I got saved, how I not only needed to read the Word, study the Word, be in Sunday school, be in church, but I needed to find I needed to find a place to serve. Mm. 
And uh, it, it took me some time to realize, you know, God just didn't call us just to uh, I'm, I'm sit and soak. Yeah. He told us we need to serve. And so as a new, as a new Christian, I, will, I guess I would challenge, again, the word, the word challenge is to find where God would have you to serve in your, your, your local church, most definitely. Mm. And there are other avenues of service, but you definitely need to be a part of your local church. Yes. And what does that look like? Well, hey, that could be as that could be as simple as uh, cooking the help cooking the Wednesday night meal. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I'll make a plug for our ladies on Wednesday night. They do an <laughs> awesome job. Yes, so yes. I, I'll be sure to get a good portion next time. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. But I just wanted to, uh, I guess, the, to understand the process and know that you need to be serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? So I want to just again, I want to go to the scripture. Yes, I'd like to go to Second Samuel. Mm. Uh, sorry, sorry, First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter uh, chapter number seventeen, and I want to just read a couple of verses out of chapter seventeen. Let's go down to verse twenty. It said, "And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went as Jesse had commanded him, and he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle." Verse twenty-two. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brother. So David had been instructed by his father to take some food and some uh, supplies to his brethren who were on the front line fixing Mm. to face the Philistines. Yes. And, of course, we all know the story of David and Goliath. Mm Mm-hmm. But catch what verse 17, and I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I said verse 17. I meant verse 20 and verse 22. I'm sorry. It is chapter 17, verse 27. Anyway, <laughs> the key word I want that I want to make mention of is in verse 20, and left the sheep with a keeper, mm. left his carriage in the hand of the keeper. If nothing else, in your service to the Lord, be a keeper. Mm. Find what you can do to help a brother. Mm. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we as pastors want to do everything we can to help Pastor Shane or any pastor that's teaching and preaching the Word Mm. behind the scenes and hold up his hands and hold up his arms. Mm. Be there for him. Have his back. Yeah. Find where you need to be mm. a keeper. Is that out here directing the traffic on Sunday mornings, parking cars? Is that being part of our, again, Wednesday night meal? Is that coming over and helping our maintenance guys in the summer when the grass is growing so fast you can, <laughs> we can't keep up? Whatever that looks like. Mm. You don't necessarily always have to be the pastor mm. because the pastor needs help. Mm. The church needs help. Yeah. So I challenge be a keeper. Mm. Find where you can be a keeper. David entrusted these men with his carriage, with his livestock. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Where can we be a keeper? Right. So, anyway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? Well, I greatly appreciate you coming on the podcast today, Brother Mark, and I appreciate all these recommendations and this advice. And I pray that all of these recommendations and this advice will help 
any believer, not just a new believer, grow closer to the Lord in their walk. And I appreciate all you do here at Maysville and your leadership here. So I thank you, brother, and I thank you for coming on the podcast today. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you all again for tuning in this week. We hope and pray that these recommendations help you grow in your walk with the Lord. For any more information, please visit our website, maysvillebaptist.net, or reach out to me personally at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a blessed day.